0: Welcome to Spinning Out. I'm your host, Josh Robbins. This is a podcast where we talk to artists about their favorite albums. Today we're talking with Kylie Lotz of Pedal. Kylie is actually a return guest from when the show started as an Instagram Live show. You can still check that out. That's a two-part episode over at the Late Bloomer Instagram. That's at LateBloomerNC. Please check it out. Great chat about Otis Redding. So this time, on Spinning Out, we talked about George Harrison's 1973 album, Living in the Material World, as well as Perception, and Success on Your Own Terms. Okay, please check out our Patreon, that's patreon.com spinningoutpod. We have a weekly series going on with my co-host Sarah Blumenthal where we talk about records from our past. Please subscribe for a dollar or more. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at SpendingOutPod. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It seriously helps. Okay, let's chat with Kylie. Hey Kylie, how's it going?
1: Good, having a good day actually. Um, we just got back from adopting a cat.
0: Oh, what kind of cat?
1: Um, she is a gray tabby. Hmm. Um, her name is Margaret. Uh, she's old. Um, she's a senior senior lady. Um, uh-huh. so I'm really excited. We're gonna go pick her up tomorrow um but we like went to the shelter today to meet her and do the paperwork and stuff so tonight we're gonna like get her zone all like ready and you know cleaned up and looking good so that way she can Mm. come home and feel extra extra cozy
0: yeah and do you have any other pets currently
1: no so we just had um our cat Desi, who she was old, she was 15. Uh, She she passed away, I guess, like almost two months ago now, a little bit. Um, And yeah, we miss her so much. And you have pets. So you know what it's like, like, they're, they're part of your family. And they make so much weird noise. And you have such a routine. And, you know, I think we needed some time to grieve and um we've got to this point now where we're like man it would be nice to have a buddy around yeah. again and it's kind of wild because margaret desi was like a really yappy cat like she loved to talk
2: mm-hmm. and
1: she was just like a she loved attention she loved cuddles all that stuff and we went to meet margaret today and we opened the door to her little room she was in and she immediately just was like started like yeah but like so she's just got a lot of really similar qualities to our desi um so i'm really excited to bring her home i hope it goes well she seems like a pretty laid-back seasoned vet you know so i feel like she'll adjust quickly it was a little nerve-wracking like do we got a senior cat like we just went through like the pain of losing one you know and and I don't know, uh, but like, I don't know, like she had been at the shelter since April, and she's old, so like I think yeah. sometimes the older cats don't get scooped up as quickly as like the kittens or the younger ones because you know,
2: yeah, it's less of, it's yeah.
1: less it's less predictable, but um, she's cute, she's cute,
2: yeah, she's kind yeah, of cute. I
0: think that's always like super nice to you know, it's kind of obvious, but to. Yeah, they're they're kinda harder to get it's harder for them to get adopted, so that's always like such a nice thing and you know, they're all they're also too like set in their ways in like a good way sometime. Just of yeah. settled that's the better way for it. So Oh my gosh. Yeah, so definitely a lot of admire. The
1: time. So chill. That. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. a kitten's cute. Like mm-hmm. there's no doubt about it. Like I I love all cats and kittens, but like, you know, there's something about the the oldies they just are content to chill mm-hmm. they you know so i don't know it's just she seems like a, a good she'll be a good fit and hopefully she likes it you know but i i felt like she could catch the vibe that like something was happening <laughs> you know, because that's we great. were leaving and she started getting real zoomy. Like she was running around the room like showing off a little bit. And I was like, okay, like, I think, you know, what's going on. Um, so I hope that, you know, tomorrow when she gets here, she's not too freaked out and that it's a quick adjustment for her. So she's not too stressed. Um, so that's really exciting,
2: yeah,
0: but, uh, okay. I guess to, to bring it to what we're talking about today. we are not talking about uh adopting cats uh we are talking about george harrison's (laughs) uh, 1973 album living in the material world so it's his fourth solo album Uh, that was released may 30th 1973 and so what i'll ask is uh when was the first time you either heard this record or kind of processed hearing george harrison for the first time
1: That's a great question. So I, I heard this record really for the first time uh, like two years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. I grew up listening to the Beatles. My mom was a huge, was a huge Beatles fan. Um, and I think I grew up in a very John and Paul centered home. Um, and it really wasn't until the last two years that i listened to george harrison's solo records i had heard some of these songs one-off just like in life you know as that happens like on the radio or on a playlist or whatever but um i think about six months ago i was working and i put this record on and I, i i it was a slow day at my job it was a slow day at the store. So I had time to really listen. While I was doing my tasks that needed to be done. And um, I was just stunned. Yeah, stunned. Like this, the the lyrical content is so beautiful and like, articulate so many thoughts that I've had in my life that I've never been able to articulate so well. Yeah. And um, I, I was totally floored. I was totally blown away, like moved to tears, like in the store, just like, <laughs> you know, crying. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's it's wild, because like, the track listing is a little befuddling to me, I am I, still kind of like, what is this track listing? Um, But, <laughs> um, maybe I just don't get it yet, but
0: I guess with that, what do you, I guess, how, how do you mean? Uh, so mm-hmm. what does you mean the sequencing of the
2: record? Yeah. Or?
1: Yeah. I think yeah. so. Because like, okay. I'm, I'm a theater person. So I, mm-hmm. I like definitely come from a more narrative approach when it comes to sequencing yeah. my own records and things like that. So there's just these like high points that come inside A that are, I feel like so big to like the thesis of what this record is about, the core of it, you know? And then, you know, like for me, the, the penultimate track of this record is who can see it for sure, you know? So in my mind that, i would put that end of side a or end of the end of the album yeah you know? but that's just me because like i i have a bit more of a narrative mindset and i know that um you know george george was doing what george was doing so yeah. um but yeah that song in particular was the one where i was listening to the words and actually like really listening for the first time every line i was just kind of like losing more and more air just being like <gasps> just
2: you know
1: it's so simple in it's expression but it's dead on like my life belongs to those who can see it which is something i think like as an artist and as a human i've been struggling with a long time is like you know giving energy and time and space to those who uh See you and appreciate you and like want to be involved with who you are and and things like that. Um, community basically. Um, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So like, yeah, it just it really blew me away. I am not surprised that like it took me to thirty until I mm-hmm. really got into George Harrison. Um, you know. I think it's just like yeah maybe something that comes with time.
2: <laughs> yeah i
0: wonder what it is like i feel like i it clicked within the past few years with me because i always felt like i was it's like i knew deep down i didn't like dislike the beatles but i definitely was the type of person that's like you know kind of did it as like a bit to kind of like anger sure, people <laughs> yeah like it was you know it's like because people kind of like Give them—they're like infallible, you know—and you know—and it's like
1: no one is. You know, th-
0: there's a there's a cult around it still to this day. That's like can be really annoying. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. And, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And like, yeah. So I I felt like I was always like kind of struggling with it. Like I would try and like really try and like break through like the White Album, and you know, just like there's so many bits and pieces. There's there's just a lot of Beatles. You know, and like growing up, my stepmother really liked, uh, John Lennon Mm -hmm. for some reason. Like, uh, that was just like, I think more than the Beatles, I heard John Lennon growing up, you know, and I don't, I don't really know why that was. Um, and I feel like I just didn't have like a relationship with the Beatles that it seems like almost like everyone has like a default for, you know, it's like just a baseline thing, Mm -hmm. you know, but, um, but like when I started getting into George Harrison, like really, just sat down and got like all things must pass, and was like, I'm gonna listen to all of this. And it's like a lot of it's really familiar. Yeah. But to like experience it as like one piece of work, like the it's a triple album. Yeah. Um, or is a it might even be a quadruple. Yeah. album. That's where I forget. I, there's a lot of records. She's in. chunky. Um, she she
1: takes up yeah. a lot of space on the shelf for sure.
0: Yeah, but then it was, like, I went from not, eh, you know, so much about the Beatles, but it was, like, then I was just, like, for the past few years, I've been, like, just a huge George Harrison fan. Yeah. But I was still, like, missing, because I feel like I've been stuck on, like, for some reason, I've been stuck on All Things Must Pass, which is really great. And then also, like, Cloud Nine. Yeah. (laughs) I, like, really like that record, and I like Traveling Wilburys, Uh and kind of, like, forgot about anything in the middle. Until you were like, you know, I, I feel like I didn't really sit down and listen to it until this, yeah. you know. And I, I feel like it's it's interesting that it was so recent for you because, I mean, it's recent for me, obviously. Yeah. and But it feels like there are a couple tracks that I know you just kind of hear. But it's like I feel like I've heard it my whole life in that it's like, comfortable already like listening to it. Like he has this way of writing, especially this time, that it's like this simplicity that still like makes you think of something bigger, kind of going back to what you were saying. It's it's Mm -hmm. so it's so interesting. Yeah, a
1: hundred percent. I mean like the nature of his voice is so inviting, you know, he's never really putting on any airs, which when I think about like growing up Like, I think, I don't know, there's no air of real pretension about Mm -hmm. the things he's writing about and saying.
2: Yeah,
1: Like he, you know, is being pretty forthright (laughs) in all regards. And I think on all things must pass, that's definitely happening too. Like, he's just not a writer that, you know, I feel when you like compare to like Paul and John who are self-aware in these like more deprecating ways, just like a little bit more yeah. like swarmy. I don't know, <laughs> like
2: yeah. swarmy. Yeah. I
1: don't know what the, how to say that word, but George just doesn't do that to me when I listen to it. I, you know what I mean. It's it sounds like for the love of it and like for the passion of it. It's music. You can hear that it's made from a very true deep place
2: Mm -hmm.
0: like when i think about like kind of just comparing all the Beatles, it's like like john lennon has this way of speaking that it's it's like he's telling this grand thing but he's not really saying anything a lot of times and that can be fine especially like as you're kind of growing up you're like well i never thought about that before when you're like 12 you know but then eventually you're like i don't think he's saying anything (laughs) You know, uh, I don't think he believes in anything. Yeah. And then I think with, like, Paul, it's, like, it almost feels like it's, like, though he's, like, probably the most regarded Beatle, it almost feels like it's, like, he's insecure because all of his songs have, like, way too many parts in them. Like, when I think of, like, Wing songs, there's, like, 13 parts in each song. And it's, you know, it's impressive, but I'm, like, but George Harrison makes me feel like it's, like, it's not necessary. And then Ringo almost, like, Ringo's Ringo, peace, <laughs> but peace Ringo, love,
2: man.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like with Ringo stuff, it's like he has like the humor that all of them have, and even George Harrison has. Yeah. But it's like George Harrison, it's not. It's like when you watch his music videos, you can see the humor, mm-hmm. like even in the most serious songs. But like the song is the song. With Ringo, it's like he, it's like he can't divorce the humor from it, and that's Uh-oh. that's fun. Yeah. But I, it's like George just feels like this perfect middle to me that's just in the right spot mm-hmm. for me.
1: Yeah, it makes know? it timeless. And I mean like Yeah. to be living through a global pandemic, losing multiple of my jobs, trying to find new work and reevaluating uh so many major principles and things in my life and like a big zoom the camera out way that we all have had to do over the last year and a half um I feel like discovering this record couldn't have come at a better time um because the big question is like. What do I really need what is important to me like what is my career for um what do I want my legacy to be? Uh, Is it important for me to have a legacy? These big questions. And that's all here. It's all here on this album. And, you know, like, at the end of the day, does it really matter if I ever get like a 10 out of 10 in pitchfork? No, (laughs) no. It, yeah. No, right? Like it really it, doesn't. It really yeah. doesn't. Like the closing, the, the the last track on side A, "Living in the Material World," which is the title track of the record, is probably his most cheeky song on this record. You know, Paul and John in the material world. We became Richie on the tour. You know, yeah. gotta keep going. I'm frustrated. I'm tired. I'm i have lost. You know. Hopefully, I'll get back. And at the end. In the liner notes, it says big ending because that song has the ding 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 ding
2: ding ding ding
1: like the big flashy gaudy ending. And even that, he's saying, like, I'm gonna write this into the lyrical notes so people know that I'm I'm meaning this in a place of satire or or even desperation like there's parts of this song where he's like i'm praying to god to save me (laughs) like you know right and and so you know
0: i like his way of talking about uh spirituality in that it doesn't feel didactic in any sort of way like it it feels like it's like it is definitely rooted in like krishna consciousness but it's so, like, general in a good way that, yeah, I feel like you can kind of take it and kind of... It, it It almost makes me think of, uh, like, a recovery type thing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, talking yeah. about God in a way that kind of helps you persevere, like, a feeling you have. And it's almost using it as, like, a guidepost. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it doesn't... It's not that it doesn't mean anything. It's just not, like, white beard, white guy God. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. it's just... It's a guidepost to sort of like bettering yourself outside of whatever. But it's kind of tangent, but it ties back to kind of thinking about a legacy. It was like, I think it's like I pulled it out of my driveway the other day and there was a couple kind of like jogging down the road. And I'm like, do they ever even think about the idea that they want to leave a legacy behind? Or are they just like people that live in this neighborhood? In like a good way. It's like, because it's like sometimes I'm like, the same that you're saying, it's like you want to make an impact in the world, but it's like, what does that really mean? And are we just like meaninglessly taking space uh, when we just need to be comfortable with like who we are?
1: Right. And also like, I think something that he really taps into on this album is the concept of legacy from a capitalistic motivation. I think on this album, he talks about the material world in the sense too of, he's like out there sharing space with people and making music and playing shows, but it's from a material motivation. So even the legacy he was starting to leave behind with the Beatles wasn't even feeling motivated by the right things. Like he keeps coming back to like, if you're not giving, then you're not going to get anything back. Like these, like this feeling of emptiness that comes from just sort of contributing to the capital of the world, that exchange of capital. And so, you know, is that the kind of legacy that you want to leave behind? Like is the only legacy of value, one in which you receive commercial and critical acclaim and accrue wealth? right I think he's he's like kind of poking fun at that idea and saying like I think maybe that's not it Mm -hmm. you know
2: yeah
0: sometimes I feel like I struggle with the like sometimes people like George Harrison that has made that have made lots of money yes you know it feels like they're afforded that ability to sort of be like none of this means anything but it's like but it's like Definitely privilege. You know, I'm in a I'm a yeah, and it's like I'm in a better place now with like my current job and everything, so I'm not complaining about where I am. But it's like for most of my life it's like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to pay this bill. You know, and then it's like so it's like yeah. I would happily take some of these things off your plate, George Harrison. Yeah. You know. But but it's like but it's true. It's like what do you do if you're basically have gotten everything that you've looked for, if it's a 10 out of 10 on Pitchfork, if it's whatever sort of thing, and then you're like, that's not happiness. And then that's usually kind of where people will go, they found God, but it's like, what does God mean? Like, how do you fill that hole, Mm -hmm. you know, just in general, you know? Um, it's And that's a lot of what this is asking, Mm -hmm. you know, going back to the actual record. Um, But it's such an interesting question that there's not, like, one answer for it. No,
1: and you know what's interesting is, like, so at the end of each of the songs in the in the liner notes um it's asterisk to where the money goes for each song and almost all of the songs go to he started a foundation called the material material world charitable foundation Mm
2: -hmm. to
1: coincide with this release and most of the royalties from the album were donated to the foundation to then be trickled out to charities in need and things like that so yeah it wow. seems like it was the beginning of him trying to use that status for good you know yeah uh, because i totally agree my friend pat Finerty has this awesome show called what makes this song stink and he did beverly hills by weezer and it's it's a yeah. beautiful episode it's it's like incredibly heartfelt and funny and 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 lovely, but he was saying how the one thing about the song that drives him nuts is that the song's about a guy who wishes he had the status and coolness of someone living in Beverly Hills, when in fact he is a songwriter with a lot of money who lives in Santa Monica. <laughs> so, like, you know, it's, it's something about it feels shitty. And again, like that's like so tongue-in-cheek and like sort of like meh, right? But this this album feels bare in an emotional sense i think it feels very raw and sincere and there's no i don't think any real posturing in that way of like oh how cool am i i'm aware that i'm rich but like i know that like it doesn't mean anything that Beverly yeah. Hills, like, you know what I
2: mean?
1: Like, yeah. this just doesn't. I don't know. It, it feels so unique and special in that way. Um, also, I mean, it's not like his. I mean, I can't speak too clearly on this one, but like, you got one guy in your band who's, uh, you know, a known misogynist, definitely mm-hmm. problematic dude. Paul's just kind of like, whatever, <laughs> and, and yeah. dips and goes to do the farm and, and make Ram, which is an awesome record. Um, yeah, but you know, very much involved in himself. Like, right. Um, I don't really know what Ringo's doing at the time, but you know, for George to be doing something like this against like what his I don't know, cohorts or what they're getting into, delving into the ego, you know, it just feels very different. Um, Be here now, like feels like such a gift, even that song just kind of like, it truly feels like a guided meditation from the top to the bottom, you know? Um, Before that was like maybe in the sense that we know it now where we have our apps You know, that we do our guided meditation Mm -hmm. on the train or in the car, you know, before we go to bed. Like, I feel like that was like an attempt at something sort of like that, you know?
0: Yeah, I I, I don't know what it is about George Harrison. Maybe it's just like I'm just a devotee, I guess, of it. (laughs) But but sometimes I'm like, this should be really corny. But it feels so honest. Like, yeah. even just with, like, the first track, it's, you know, give me love, give me peace on earth. It feels like something that's, like, a platitude that often is, like, empty. Yeah. But it's, like, it's sung and presented in a way that's, like, but I really want it. Yeah, yeah. it's so sincere. You know, and yeah, it's the sincerity just, like, because you feel like it doesn't feel like it's, like, the um, – well the the 80s thing where everyone's like singing like heal the world kind of thing i can't remember oh, the actual name of yeah. it yeah oh boy <laughs> but you know it's like what is it what what does it mean you know and i know some of that went to like causes and things like that but it's like you, i feel like you're not feeling it but it's like something about george harrison and you know on that song you know on the first track and then throughout like you were saying be here now it's mm-hmm. like it feels like the best example of, you know, kind of a yoga mom, you know, it's <laughs> like, it's like you're at yoga, but it's like, this person means right.
2: It. you yeah. know, and you're
0: like, whoa. And you're really in right. it, you know, not just like an empty thing.
1: Right, I mean, just the line, like, it's not like it was before. It was, dash, it was. It's not like it was before, right? I don't know, yeah. like, these are things that I, I and I'm sure many of us struggle with all the time, right? Like getting, yeah. getting kind of rooted in the past, you know, anxiety, feeling like a sense of not doing enough, not being enough, like, where is my energy going? Whatever. I don't know. I I think I could not have, discovered this record at a better time honestly because going back now to work and gigs and quote normalcy um and -hmm. thinking like i don't know if if you've experienced this but like i do honestly feel like this weird anxiety of like i don't want to have amnesia about what we all just went through and are still going through and I don't want to shut myself out from the world and life and the things that bring me joy and music, you know, but um, the the instinct to just go ahead and get right back on the hamster wheel is terrifying. Like, yeah. it's such a knee jerk to just be like, all right, uh, here I go, you know? And there's something about listening to this record and we put it on a lot in our house, a lot. Um, it really does slow me down and I hear the words and I'm like, right. It feels like a moment to check in and Mm -hmm. say like, what do I need? Because each one of these songs alone on its own while they're all kind of touching on similar things, like, I really believe that they each touch on a very specific kind of desire um, or anxiety.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you're right, I agree, like, you know, things that give me peace, give me life, give me hope, like, like especially that one, the music is so light and jovial. It's like, I'm excited to be asking these questions. Like, The last line is like please help me understand you know that's the last line of the song i want to i just want to understand like being a willing student to how how can i find simplicity or peace or love and then maybe this track listing does make sense okay so he kind of starts in this sort of like upbeat like show me the way woo! let's figure it out together like i'm excited and then you know, Sue Me, Sue You Blues comes immediately after that. <laughs>
2: and
1: mm-hmm. that song is also yeah. the other pretty cheeky song I like. I think that's the cheekiest song on the record.
0: Yeah, it's, sure. it's almost like too cheeky for me yeah. for this. Because um, I actually, sometimes when doing this podcast, I try and think about like, like this record's not that long if you're looking at like the actual, no. like it's 43 minutes, which was pretty fair around the time. Like not, it's, it's a good length. So I always try and think, like, what would I cut? Yeah. And when a record's less than 45 minutes, it's a little bit harder. Sure. But this was the one where I'm like, I don't dislike the song. Mm-hmm. It just feels like I don't know if it fits. But then it also kind of, like, puts it in a space that it's it's going to – it. Uh, it's like I want to cut it. Mm-hmm. But I also think that it allows the record to kind of open itself up and not just be like kind of guided meditation type. hundred percent. Because if you took it off, then you're just left with like kind of really just questions. You're like, "Who am I? Where am I going? Mm-hmm. What's <laughs> right. you know?" So this one's like this is like this is a cheeky thing that's actually happening because uh, part of and I think it might have been like an after the fact kind of thing, basically around this time frame. Uh, like alan klein was the beatles yes. manager and they were kind of work you know just struggling with money things that had happened with like apple apple records and uh you know things so it's kind of about that mm-hmm. but it was like written essentially before there was like a, a case so mm-hmm. it's just like something they were going through at the mm-hmm. time so but right. if i had to pick one i would I would cut yeah. this track. i, I think.
1: think overall definitely yeah. it doesn't like feels like a cousin instead of a sibling maybe
2: mm-hmm. but yeah
1: what i will say
2: mm-hmm. the
1: percussion on this song oh, is yeah. so incredibly executed it's the fills are bananas like the hi-hat work is incredible like i i yeah. can't who played drums on this record
0: in the I, oh, I know it's, like, a few people. Yeah. Uh, Ringo is on this record, yeah. but I'm not sure if he was on he this song. He played that track. But, um, like,
1: I mean, the drums alone on that song, I could listen to yeah. it all day. Yeah, and the bass, too.
0: Yeah. The bass, the way it, like, hesitates when, like, the kind of hi-hat goes. Like, it's, like, <laughs> such, it's, like, da 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 and then it'll yeah. kind of stop, and then the hi-hat. And usually, I don't often, like, kind of, like, I'll pick up on those things, but for the exercise of this podcast... Like I it's you know, you don't really have enough time. Um, I don't. But it, that really stood yeah. out to me, you know, as like it really kinda hesitates too, and it also feels like that's like a thing where they purposely did that to kinda even drive the point home of that. It's like yeah, I mean it's very smart, you Completely. know. If it was done by ac- if it was done by accident then yeah. great job.
1: Yeah. It feels yeah. I don't know. And also too, I mean I'm just thinking about how, you know, we come off Give Me Love, and then we have Sue Me, see You, and it, it maybe, you know, it kind of is akin to what, like you said, what they were going through at the time, which was suing each other and basically the band kind of taking a hiatus. And, right. you know, you can be having this great moment of, enlightenment and like, oh, like I feel fulfilled in this other area of my life. And then when you get
2: uh-huh. bogged
1: back into the bullshit, you're just like, cool. Fuck this. Let's yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it does have a little bit of that feeling of like, the again, like the last line of the song is like, I'm tired of playing the sue me, sue you blues. Like, you know, like. I think that happens from time to time. Like you can't grow without loss, you know? So that feeling of like, I've made this music with my best friends since we were adolescents, like they met when they were
2: Mm
1: -hmm. basically kids, you know? So, and then you get to this point where you realize like you're having some sort of like identity crisis, a crisis of your morality and, you know, some like spiritual enlightenment and you're getting constantly dragged back into the material world then you know i guess the frustration could be a part of that story or mm-hmm. that presentation of a body work you know um but it definitely it sticks out aesthetically mm-hmm. i guess well not aesthetically i guess sonically there's something yeah. about it that doesn't quite Sit like if this was like a I don't know like a a track that kind of was like this didn't make the record but I'd probably yeah. be like that song fucking yeah rocks and I still think it rocks you know
0: yeah it's a good song um, yeah I think what's interesting though like it's almost resonating more now with me in this conversation than it probably did you know uh with listening to it a bunch of times like. Because it does kind of make you feel like, you know, we were talking about like, kind of you, with you discovering it throughout like last year mm-hmm. and everything, you're kind of like trying to figure out like where you fit in, like, I guess, and I'm projecting myself onto your story. So where I, I felt like I was like, do it's almost like, do I even want to play mm-hmm. music? And then essentially, as we come out of things, whatever that really means, and not much of anything now. Um, but you know, it's like, you just thrust yourself back into it, you know, that kind of wheel. So it's, it's resonating more thinking about it. Like, you're like, who am I? What is this? Do I even want to play music? You know, do I, and then I feel like personally, I feel like I arrived at a place where it was like, I like writing songs. And then it's like outside of anything else, I guess I'm going to have to do it because I can't stop the idea of me writing a song have i written a lot of songs that's a different thing um but it's like i i know that i like yeah. it you know so i think it's like you take it away and you take all of these things away and it's like what do i actually like like who am i strip it
1: down you know but
0: then you're kind of like tour packages and blah 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 and all those <laughs> things and you're just like oh we're back and you know we're um,
1: back yeah <laughs>
0: yeah it right. just kind of makes me it's think about what you're talking about completely
1: and it's hard yeah. and i mean it, it also just goes to show i i found great comfort for this because i was like yeah this never ends like the 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 bloody wheel of capitalism turns still <laughs> and like we're we're yeah. always gonna feel like we need to be playing the game in some capacity, Mm -hmm. right? And like, we've been taught that our contributions matter if they equal capital, or, you know, like, I don't know. So it's, it's, it's funny to me, because like, you're right, like, this dude wasn't hurting for cash, for sure. But like, yeah, you know, I'm assuming when they started the band, just as young guys, they were like, wow, like, we love this we just want to play music in america wow 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 yeah. wow like just like you know don't and then it turns into something else like i when i started writing songs i was like wow i love this i'm gonna make a thing and put it on Bandcamp. camp and then you know fast forward and i know too much now <laughs> i've seen too much <laughs> i'm yeah. like i i'm I'm like, cynical and tired and angry. And and we should be right. Like, I think there's a lot to yeah. be angry about and a lot of stuff that has to change. um And so you know, I really respect him in the sense that he could have just been going off and doing wings and jerking off and writing music that had a bajillion parts <laughs> to it, right. But yeah. instead, he went and made stuff like this and i think all things that must pass is of a similar ilk in the sense that it is really getting into like core shit like of your humanity and like how to how do you live in harmony with other people and uh and what are you doing to contribute things that will have an impact beyond your your stay here right
0: like yeah he definitely like even if you look at like his tenure in the beatles uh um, you know there's a lot that could be said like when we look at through a 2021 lens mm-hmm. but with like the historical lens of like he was the person that you know uh, he had, i feel like he was always like the one that would play like sitar on records and <laughs> you know and it's like he would introduce those things and like he got really into playing slide guitar mm-hmm. which is you know borrowing from the blues mm-hmm. and he even was the person who introduced the Beatles to like a, a Moog synthesizer mm-hmm. at the time, and like his first record or second record actually, "Electronic Sound. Yes, wild you know, record. An, wild record. Yeah. And so record. it's like, it's yeah. So to kind of plug it back in, it's like someone that really feels like they need to learn where they fit in and where other people have. Fit in so they can kind of respond mm-hmm. and learn off of that. He, this is who he feels as a person you right
1: know? i mean and and, so. and this some of this is just pure poetry i mean holy moly like um the lord loves the one it's the first yeah. chapter on side on side b but um where's the line uh We all move around with objectives in mind to become rich or famous with our reputation signed, but the few that can reach to this covenant slot don't escape old age creeping through their bodies like a rot. Like the Lord loves the ones that love the Lord and the law says if you don't give, then you don't get loving. So, you know, basically calling himself and all of his peers out, like there's, they make it seem like there's not enough room for all of us to be successful and we will do anything we can to get there and we're all gonna rot anyway you know so like i don't know there's something about it that you know like when death comes like who am i who's good who's good what it's it's coming for all of us you know what i mean and yeah i just think that's really fascinating to again like that level of self-awareness as like a a beetle doesn't feel like that's what else was going on with the other gentleman, (laughs)
0: as it were (laughs) yeah and i i think it's like i felt like i I warned you that i was gonna like bring them into the conversation but this this song or even kind of like a lot of the self-awareness of this record like really got me thinking about like his friendship with Eric Clapton mm. like so much and it's like i feel like i can't it's like knowing what we know about Eric Clapton now and um in May, it's almost like i'm i don't know like what George Harrison would be now in 2021 you know yeah, um, yeah. but yeah but based on the surviving beatles probably decent but you know, uh but like with Eric Clapton, it's like they were like best friends yeah. at this time. Like and it's Is
2: this before it's so, like, they how? fell out?
0: No, th- yeah, this is yeah, this is before okay. they fell yeah. out I because I was so. kinda trying to figure that out. And I don't know the specific year like when uh like Eric Clapton I think was already or shortly after this time frame was writing songs like Layla. Yeah. Um, you know, so that was already about Patty, which was uh george's current, current wife at wife. the time right right because yeah. pat patty and george were married from 66 to 1977 so then this record came out in 73 right so, so i
1: was gonna say there's some so, later george yeah. Harrison after they split where you can hear him and he's angry like you yeah. know and he's playing sort of these mock Clapton riffs to like what feels like he's mocking you know him a bit mm-hmm um I mean I don't know I think Eric Clapton's whack as hell I think his music is always sucked I don't like cream I don't like I don't know I think I think he got by on coattails a little bit um I I was never I don't know he never really grabbed me my parents didn't even listen to him so that to me was a sign that maybe he probably sucked because my parents were never super like big on him
0: my my dad liked him a decent amount like it's um he wasn't i don't my dad was like doesn't feel like he was really a big fan of anything other than like neil um which was pretty cool but but it was like he never really felt like he Liked liked anything. You know? Yeah. Um. It was just like, oh, it's fine. Um. But he seemed to like Eric Clapton as as people do mm-hmm. in kind of a normal situation. Um. But you know, so it's like he's always been kind of looming there. So I, I'm f- I'm familiar with a lot of it. But it's also interesting. Like and like I said, I felt like I was like I would listen to George like this record. And then, like th- almost like think about Eric Clapton. Mm-hmm. And it's hard not to do right now because of like his COVID, anti-COVID song that he put oh out <laughs> recently. That is, um, but it's like when these people that like even if we put if we have to for a thought exercise like put Eric Clapton next to George Harrison. It's like how did these people fall <laughs> this way? You know, and it's like it's like I, I agree with you. I think like in a way like he was he was really good, at kind of like. How he partnered himself with people, writing coattails as yeah. well. But it's like he's a talented person. Sure. But it's like when I was looking into it, uh, I think like this record ended and then a JJ Kale song came on right afterwards. And it was, it was, um, I don't know, it was just basically a song that I thought was Eric Clapton. And then even now I'm like, oh, I know who JJ Cale is, but I never realized like how much of Eric Clapton's stuff is like other people's songs you know and that that's really strange like he's you know and then also the great parts of even in quotes good eric clapton (laughs) was contributed by other people
1: right exactly so then you get to the place where you're like well what are you what are you doing here man what are you putting to the table like he even said like prince is the greatest guitar player alive so like you know you don't have that title um I don't know, he was like it was like a lineman. he was just kind of that guy at the gig mm-hmm. who always seemed to be friends with everybody else and you're like everyone seems to be friends with that guy but i think that guy sucks like there's yeah. that guy in every music scene everywhere <laughs> you know I mean? everywhere you know yeah I mean? where you're like how come
2: everybody's
1: yeah. friends with him he's not that cool you know um yeah but i mean yeah
0: it was like a thing where i'm like where I'm like, I want to be a George and not even, you know, it's like if I'd rather, if I can be, yeah. I'd rather be closer to a George. Sure. But then I had a moment where I'm like, am I an Eric Clapton? <laughs> you know? And <laughs> it's like, it's like, then it, it was like a fear. Oh no. You know, it's oh, my like. God.
1: not even close. I mean. Yeah.
0: It's, it's like a thinking about even kind of, go, I guess, going into a spirituality thing. Like it's like a lightness and a darkness kind of thing. It's like, and that's potentially why they were friends even. It's right. like. One piece of it creates this whole thing, you know, uh, kind of getting into Krishna consciousness and like the Bhagavad Gita, mm. you know, it's. I don't know. And I'm probably I'm I'm really just giving too much credit to Eric Clapton <laughs> in this moment. So uh, okay. but just kind of thinking about because he's touches so much of this because right. like, I was watching YouTube videos from like these songs, like live versions of these songs and like Eric Clapton's, there. Yeah if you go to another george harrison song eric clapton's there there. if you go if it goes to an eric clapton song george harrison is there you know and so it's like hard to divorce the two Mm -hmm. and also it's like they're not miles away they play in the same orbit musically but it's like you know it's how he's george is able to say something might go down as smooth as some eric clapton but like you feel like george is saying something yeah it was really my whole long-winded way of saying that right it's it's like in that particular.
1: integrity it feels more innate and yeah. i also think that you know when we think about legacy again this question of what we're leaving behind like this is now what i mean eric clapton's legacy is going to be that he was a butthole <laughs> i feel yeah, like i hope so it, i'm sure there are some folks who love him now more than ever but you know sadly Um, but you know, it makes me think too, on this record, I forget what song it is. Um, what is it? It's funny how people just won't accept change. Um, and he said, where is it? There's this line where he's talking about like people, people want you to stay the same. Like people don't like when you become a better version of yourself
0: is that on "Be here now
1: oh yeah it's um the light that has lighted the world okay yeah it starts with i've heard how some people have said that i've changed that i'm not what i was how it really is a shame the thoughts in their head manifest on their brow like bad scars from ill feelings they themselves arouse so hateful of anyone that is happy or free and like you know (sighs) I still think that's true, like this is something, these are things that don't go away. He's getting to the core of some innately human things that when you self-actualize, when you start going to therapy, when you get sober, you know what I mean? Like there's gonna be people in your life who aren't gonna fuck with you anymore because you're a different person now and you might be the best version of yourself you've ever been and they still won't get it. And you just have to be like, all right, like, cool. Like change is inevitable, whether that's me or the world around us, right? Mm -hmm. And so like, I can't help but wonder if like this mentality that's starting to really structure within his own uh, spirit and sort of his like moral fiber being you know, it's, it's yeah. like, it's sounding like it's getting so strong. And so like the people you surround yourself with are going to change innately. And that that's another reason why this record really hit home so hard because that's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to prioritize yourself and say like, I want to be better or I need to change, or these are questions I mm-hmm. have, or maybe this relationship isn't as good for me as I thought, and I'm going to take a step back. Right. I don't know. And like, we have no control over the reaction of other people and what they're going to think about our choices in our lives, whether that be self-improvement or sobriety or going to church or I don't know, like getting a Peloton, whatever, like whatever that is, whatever that is, (laughs) there's like, there's always going to be someone who's not going to do it the same way as you. And like, yeah. do you, does that hold you back, or do you just say, "Cool, like that's your shit, and that, and this is my shit, and we can coexist and just move forward," you know, without yeah. that becoming like a weight on you? And like at the end of the song, he says, "I'm grateful to anyone that is happy or free for giving me hope, while I'm looking to see the light that has lighted the world." Like he's yearning and saying, like, "I see you out there doing it, and I, I want to get there." <laughs> And i don't want to give up you know because those two people you saw running down the sidewalk and you're like what are yeah. they motivated to be famous rock stars or are they just happy you know
2: they, yeah. <laughs> and we don't we yeah. don't know
1: that and i mean odds, I odds are most people are longing for something something but like you know yeah like the people who are free and happy it does sometimes seem like they've got, they figured they have the answer to a question that maybe we all don't have or something. And I honestly think that what he's talking about is, the answer to that question is, you know, empathy and compassion and kindness and, and withdrawing from this capitalistic mode. Like, I do think the core of this is like a critique on capitalism and trying to get more present to the people around you, but yeah, finding room for your, uh, to be a person without your only value being what you're contributing as an entertainer or as a, uh, financial asset or a cog. you know, that value beyond, uh, conventional
0: purposes yeah i think like not i mean i don't want to bring his name up again Mm. but even thinking about like friendships you know it's like you know it's almost like i guess george was looking at kind of trying to just at least go towards a direction that's like going with the times or going trying to figure out like how to be a better person and it feels like the other side of that friendship was i'm gonna be the same person kind of forever right and you know it's like the world is going to change around me and it's it's sort of forsaking me by changing yeah yeah Yeah. it feels like 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 Clapton's trip was and so I think that's why I find it interesting you know to kind of even like try and think of yourself like at least it's almost like at least try and be the change yeah you know like it you know it's because sometimes though but then I worry about that because I'm like it's almost like when you're like, well, I think about going for a run more than I actually do, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like at some point you do actually have to, mm-hmm. but I think even still like like a weird tangent, but it's like when I see like younger kids and they're like almost like mentally and this is in a good way, kind of past where I feel like I live day to day with like social things. Mm-hmm. But then it's like I try and remember like who I was when I was younger and then just invite the change mm-hmm. you know like don't don't make it really just like don't make it about you like you don't always have to be a main character
1: exactly you know? exactly and
0: yeah and that's kind of the thing it's like this isn't about me if this makes their lives better i would i would say that it's going to make my life better in some way
2: uh-huh.
0: you know and it's like it's like why who would i be to hold someone back from like what's gonna like make their life freer if you know? just and because i, I don't
1: like it or it's un- unfamiliar to me
0: unfamiliar is probably a lot of people's fear with mm-hmm. it know, it's like they say like i don't like it but really it's just they've never heard i'm scared
1: of, scared it. of it
0: or it <laughs> makes, or it makes so me like feel this...
1: stupid that i don't understand it and that insecurity yeah. of feeling wrong like adults hate yeah, I... feeling out of the loop or
0: wrong you know yeah it feels like uh like it's like if someone said something about like on let's say twitter for example and then someone's like uh, oh man you know and then a bunch of men jump in and are like not all that not uh, all men kind yeah. of thing but it's like you didn't have to inject yourself in that moment you made it about you by main character in yourself right you know and it's like this didn't have to be it was not about right me. But you made it about you. And, you know, so it's like kind of it's I guess it's like a going with the flow kind of thing. And I'm saying this because I feel like a lot of this record is saying, like, who am I? How do I fit in? And how can I kind of go toward, I guess, the light of the world, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's kind of asking those questions, you know, like everything doesn't always have to be about you. And George probably realizing like he doesn't it's like, who is he without being a beat?
1: Right yeah, yeah. And so, because at the end yeah. of the day you're we're all going to the same place right i think you know again that prestige you might have that you stumbled into practically right you 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 mm-hmm. joined a band and then you became the most prolific band you know of all time like and somehow yeah. you're just supposed to still be a person right like no one comes out of these situations unscathed and so you know that's why fame does not seem appealing to me in the slightest bit um but you know that idea of like not centering yourself main charactering and that it's more about the expanding your view outward and kind of broadening your scope like I do think that that idea of God as sort of this like uh Lord is ambiguous a little bit on this record. Like, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I yeah. think
1: what he's getting at in terms of like referencing Lord, like is that sort of collective consciousness or like energy of, of what humanity is and like the thing that ties us together, which is we're all living and we're all going to die. And like, um, and that none of us have the answer of, what then goes, what then happens, right? So like, we're all living with this question of like, how do I make sense of this thing, you know? And so like, he keeps coming back to like, you know, I just want to be near you. Like this idea of being close, like intimacy and emotional inti- intimacy and closest. And, you know, the day the world gets round, which is the second to last track on the record. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he says, uh, the day the world gets round to understanding where it is using all it's found to help each other hand in hand. The day the world gets around to understanding when it's gone, losing so much ground, killing each other hand in hand, so much foolish foolishness in man, I want no part of their plan. So like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he's talking about this idea that You know we're kind of our own solution like we have to be in community with one another and that's what saves us and like that recognition of you are a person and i am also a person and like um and seeing one another as equals in that as opposed to like what the world is which is a white, capitalistic, patriarchal society. So we have all these hierarchies built in. There's no level of like, everyone's looking at each other eye to eye. You know what I mean? And I think um, this record, like, he gets to that place where it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter if I'm a fucking (laughs) Beatle. I'm just a person. And like, really, what am I contributing here? and what do i actually want and in order to get it how does that happen and by getting progress you have to de-center yourself if you are a privileged person like that is time and time again the thing that is being proven to be true all the time like the world gets better when the oppressed are put into power like and these power structures get broken down and so And there's a lot of like, people who have no concept of self compassion, or self worth, or like, grace or forgiveness or willingness to say sorry, (laughs) you know, like, so those things too, I think are really important. And I don't think are, you know, left untouched on this record too. um, you know, We get to the end of the album, and he's basically just saying, you know, times I find it hard to say with useless words getting in my way. Silence often says much more than trying to say what's been said before. And I think, you know, he gets to that point where it's like, oh, it's in my actions. Like, my actions show. Like, I can think about going for a run. right i can say i run but it's like eventually i gotta i gotta do it right and i think like this idea of like i want to be a better person like you can say all the right things and present this idea of like i can i want to be like this this is the person i want to be but at some point you just have to start doing it or ask for help and like how do i do this how how yeah. do i do
2: this right yeah. you know and
0: then that's definitely like where i struggle with you know now like it's it's you can't yeah i can't keep saying i'm gonna go on a run like i can't keep saying like i'm gonna you know uh, be a better partner or you know right uh whatever you know it's like yeah it's mm-hmm. yeah it's tough it's like you don't right you don't have forever no. in that regard. Yeah. No,
1: and that's the other thing, too, is, like, he really gets to the core of, like, you know, our time is finite. And, like, he, he does come back to this concept of, like, when we die, like, what will be left? Or, like, who's going to stand with us and who's going to fall? And, like, um, you know, and so, like, time does feel like a character in this album a little bit. Like if, if there were like some other characters besides George and it would be like God and money and time Uh and love. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, it's interesting because as this conversation has gone on, I'm like, oh, you
2: know what, maybe I,
1: I do like this track listing, you know, and, and it's interesting because. The last line of the first song is please take hold of my hand that I might understand you. And then the last line of the record is please let me love you more. And that is all. And I just think that's so wonderful. You know, it almost to me says like he, by the end of the album, like he's saying like, okay, like, I know what I need to do now. Like I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't, don't have to show me anything anymore like i know now what i have to do and that feels really cool like i don't know if that was intentional or not but i do think like to start the record with this petition of like take my hand and help me understand you you being life god love people i don't know um and the end Please just let me love you more. And that is all, that's all I'm living for to give my love. Yeah. So like, I don't know, it just, it just feels so again, something that could totally read corny, sound corny, record corny, <laughs> like, but yeah. like with him it's so real and genuine and sincere. And I don't know, like he doesn't make excuses for himself either. I again, like, I think like, you know, you listen to john. And it's getting better all the time. He's like, I used to beat my wife, but now it's getting better. Getting so much and I'm just like, the fuck? Right? Like, I used to lock my wife away. and Now I'm better guy. Everything's okay. And like, cool. True. Like, good. Glad you're a better guy. But like, it's still with this, like, you know, And and I think with George, like, he's not excusing himself. Like, even in the cheeky songs, Sue Me, Sue You, or um, Living in the Material World, like, you know, he's a part of it. He's like, I live with John and Paul in the material world. Like, I'm suing my friends, and they're suing me, and we're having the worst time. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, like, he's not exempt. And it doesn't sound like he's trying to exempt himself, which I think which, means a yeah, lot. makes
0: it really interesting. Like being like, it's like the more we talk about it, the more it feels like it, it's like that song has to be on the record. Right. Because it's, it's like if it were, if it were just kind of like, Oh, I don't know, but it's it kind of indicts himself. So it's like the questions kind of fall back on him. So it's not just like, a th- well, well, you know, we keep referencing John Lennon. Sometimes John Lennon songs almost like tell people what they need to do or kind of like puts the onus on someone else, but doesn't really answer any questions. And so it's like he, you know, with George for Sue Me, Sue You Blues, which I wouldn't have thought of would have been almost the, you know, the middle, you know, the, the main point of the conversation that it's just, it has to, it has to be the cornerstone so that you can keep asking the questions. Mm -hmm. Like, like I know that I'm doing this to my friends, to people that love me and but myself. like where do I where do I actually fit in cuz I can't continually just blame these other people.
1: Right. I'm a part of the problem too. Right. And it's like the difference between like uh like your Twitter example and like people try me to be like not all men, right? Like the difference yeah. being like you know that to like saying, you're right. And like, yeah. I, I am a part of that problem. You know, and I think that's, again, yeah, like that track note says like, way more to me. And, you know, at the, the, the end of side a, you know, he's saying, like, hopefully I get out of here by some salvation. Like some act of God will save me from this bullshit. But like, I think what happens is side B, we get to a place where it's like, oh, like an act of God is not going to save me. Like I, I need to do stuff. Like I have to be a part of solutions because. Yeah,
0: side B definitely feels like more like someone's meditating. It's like they've put, they've put all the problems out there that they have. And then they're, it's like trying to deal with mm-hmm. it, you know, like trying to actually like take that stock in mm-hmm. it, you know? because um, even like when you're looking at side a with like, don't let me wait too long, which might be my favorite song on the record, it's but it's, you know, it, it feels like it's still kind of like, well, I know I got to do this, mm-hmm. but you know, like I'm, it's kind of spinning your wheels mm-hmm. still at that point. And this, yeah, the second side, um, Cause it's like on one hand I want to say like it's like a top heavy record, mm-hmm. but the B side is like you sit. I mean, it's better to like sit with it more. Like it, it gives back
1: definitely you know,
0: so much more. It's a little bit. It's not like hard to take in. It's just you're getting much more back at it. Mm-hmm. You know? It's
1: denser. It's definitely denser, yeah. and I think even like sonically, it doesn't offer the same I mean, it does have structure. Like it does have like those songs that are like here's the chorus. Um but it doesn't have the same necessarily like blatant pop quality of side A. Yeah,
0: there's not it's not like single heavy on the second side. Mm-hmm. I mean the lore uh you know yeah it's definitely not as like single heavy. I feel like we know it's like be here now is like a term We kind of know like mindfulness Mm -hmm. in a way, but like, like, yeah, it's definitely not it. And I've explained it this way before, but, um, so it makes me think of, uh, Kate Bush's Hounds of Love, the second side, um, because it's like the part where it's, it's like the first half is like, you know, fun, kind of whimsical dance kind of thing. And then second side is like, you know, kind of darker and goes through. So, you know, you could probably do that with a lot of Mm. records, but it's like, it's, you know, it's one that's like sitting with you. And also, I appreciate this album for kind of being everything that All Things Must Pass is, but feeling like you're going to say it in 43 minutes, you know, yeah. because <laughs> All Things Must Pass says a lot, a lot. over a lot of time, yeah. you know? So this is like, and so I think it was one journalist was saying like, this is like the forgotten blockbuster um like it was always like hard for him to live up to all things must pass but like this record i think like is maybe better you know because it's concise and it says everything but you know it's it's conciseness doesn't like there's no you're not losing anything by that like it's so tight and it's like the thesis of all of his work, and I'm saying that for basically hearing this for the first time, like three weeks ago or whenever we started right. this, and that's so. Th- in a way, thank you. <gasps>
1: oh my God! Yeah, for- <laughs> I mean, thank you too. I I I'm like sitting here in this conversation, realizing that you know, I think this record means more to me than I I could have realized, but a hundred percent, just because it may have like some more brevity in comparison to All All Things Must Pass, it's certainly not watered down. And Mm -hmm. I I just think the writing is beautiful. I think the lyrics are so good. (laughs) And uh, I don't know, I think, you know, I I love Bill Withers because I think he's a, a writer who says things simply, like, I think he says things
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, plain and out there, like, he's not hiding anything.
0: It just as I am is 71.
1: 71. So in my mind, too, like, you have other musicians who I think are asking big questions. And obviously, Bill Withers is coming from like a different point of view here obviously um that's you know a bit more political a bit more um there's more storytelling it's obviously coming from a black experience in america but like i do think bill is so good at saying you know i only want to love you let me in your life like that's the first two lines of that song, and you're just like like these are these are things people say, right? Like, yeah, I wasn't there when he hurt you, so why do I have to pay? Let me in your life, right? And I I do think you know, solo Beatles, like it's no secret that the Beatles have taken a lot of influence and sound from black music, like that's just
2: mm-hmm. facts, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. right,
1: their their most favorite. Musician was little Richard, you know. The first person who took them out on tour, like a big tour, was little Richard. Um yeah. so, you know, but like, you know, they're doing like all this experimental stuff with the Beatles, we're getting really abstract. Lucy and the Sky with Diamonds, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, stuff like that eventually is coming, mm-hmm. but like that this is something that he made that's so straightforward and so simple and very, very plain in its language to me. I'm like, were you listening to Bill Withers? Like, were you listening? Like, I'm, I'm curious to what else he would have been listening to at the time and drawing influence from because, you know, this isn't that trippy. I yeah. don't see, you know what I mean? Like, I don't get the, the, the drug influence here that we get in sort of other 70s Beatles.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like... It- because i mean there's like dobro and sitar on this Mm -hmm. record but like it feels like it's utilized in a way that it fits in and not so much like i'm i'm gonna kind of write this thing that showcases Mm -hmm. it because it's like you can hear the sitar on it but nothing like everything like kind of goes down smooth in this record and that it's like it's meticulously mixed Mm -hmm. and that it's like it's like that I don't know it's just all feels like one thing like sometimes i even like struggle to i'm like is that slide you know kind of thing so so if the point being like it feels like it's not just borrowing it feels like it's actually learned how to use mm-hmm. it by this
1: point. yeah
0: you know like how, how do i make a conversation
1: mm-hmm. no yeah. it's artful it's where
0: it feels like yeah and
1: intentional yeah. yeah i mean like the <laughs> in living material world aside At the end when he sings like i hope to get out of this place by lord krishna's grace there's like a really nice like (laughs) and then we're back in with the beat with like the really super the big the big ending with the asterisk you know in the liner notes um so it does feel like totally yeah self-aware in a good way like using it on the track be here now feels obviously intentional you know mm-hmm. um right and
2: like influence versus blatant off it yeah one like, you know yeah, like one eric
1: clapped I... it you know clearly like, yeah. these are other people's songs, <laughs>
0: right yeah. yeah yeah i've always heard this term and i don't know how much i've succeeded at it but but it feels like it's like don't let don't play the song like let the song play you Mm -hmm. you know it's like just kind of like feel it and it feels like a you know kind of like hippie-ish kind of thing to say but it's like sometimes you're so content or sometimes you're so like trying to force it like this doesn't feel forced um you know so it's like it feels like it's playing it because it's what he really felt or you know it's like every little piece feels that way Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. and you know and how how hard it might have been to kind of beat that into place but you know i'm hearing something that feels like from the heart
1: a hundred percent i couldn't agree with you more yeah i really do think this is like a an incredibly genuine piece of work um yeah and and i don't know sometimes i think sincerity gets written off as weakness or as as flowery or soft or whatever but i i think this is a really great example of sincerity being really powerful and creating space yeah. for others to ask big questions um yeah which is a in itself a gift. I mean, like, I do think this makes sense that this was his beginning of trying to reconfigure his life. You know, like the fact right. that he donated the money and started the charity foundation with this record. And then also like, you know, this is, it's it's laid pretty bare for people. And I think when you lay it out there, it does give other people the opportunity to say like, okay, well, this guy did it. Maybe I can give it a try. You know, (laughs) that idea of sharing as a means of community and, you know, collective vulnerability being a good thing.
0: Yeah. And that's interesting to kind of, because I don't own like a physical copy of it, but just like it's saying exactly where the songs are going or where the money for the songs are going, like really like kind of puts you on the hook for it. You know, like, like lets it, that's you're showing that you're doing it you know because it's like you can say that you're gonna like donate and all that stuff but it's like mm-hmm. it's kind of there forever in a way you know and i don't know where the foundation kind of gives now yeah but you know it's it's interesting that it's like in that moment of time it's like this is where it's going mm-hmm. like like i want you to have no questions mm-hmm. you know but you know kind of i guess like as Kind of slow, kind of slowly wrap Mm -hmm. up. You know, like I'm just thinking, like, like how, how do you feel like this record resonates with you? I guess now, and I think we discussed that a lot. But like, I guess like as you maybe write your own music Mm -hmm. or even like start thinking about where you, you know, even if it's like I want to, you know, kind of like does this kind of resonate in a way that you feel like in some way it's going to be an influence. Like kind of going forward you mm-hmm. know with writing pedal songs or you know whatnot mm-hmm.
1: for sure yeah. yeah i mean i actually um just booked studio time to start pre-pro which feels for wow. another record which is scary and terrifying but you know i i i actually feel awesome about these songs and uh you know they've all had versions A, B, C, and D at this point, I've never had time to just let something Mm -hmm. change or to demo forever or to, you know what I mean? There was no rush. It was like, I was like, not even sure I was going to get to do music ever again. So I just made these songs purely for the joy of making them. And so, and listening to this record. I do want to carry this idea, which I believe, you know, for me is the thesis of the record is this, whatever outcome this release eventually, which, you know, who knows when that'll be, um, would have, is not going to be the cornerstone of my life or my worth or my Mm -hmm. legacy as it were, um, you know, that there's more to my life than making records there's more to my songs than them being liked or or disliked right like i mean you and i love this record and it's really not one of his more like renowned works you know
2: yeah so it was like
1: it's a nice moment to say you know uh, yes this is my third record but who cares? And like, like, what does it? Yeah, like, what does that even mean, right? Yeah, I feel kind of like a free agent. I'm like, I just, I just made yeah. whatever I wanted, and um, I did try to write a bit more simply in terms of uh the lyrical content and just saying things a bit more plainly, which is different for me. I, I definitely lean more word heavy and so um yeah yeah, i was feeling very inspired by just the plainness of saying what you mean and saying it without you know metaphor or
0: yeah it's tough to do that like really hard like i feel like i try and like edit my it's like i try and edit myself when i'm like going off of the point or when i'm trying to kind of make it about something that it isn't Mm -hmm. um know, that's it's so hard to do that but but i think like the who cares like you were saying like i feel like but in a good way because i feel like i've tried to get to that Mm -hmm. and it's it's still a struggle like i'm not gonna act like it isn't but it's like you know like um, none of my bands have been like ever like big but it's like it doesn't matter because it's like the whole reason like when you say the thing like put a song on Bandcamp, like there was a point in my life where whatever was before Bandcamp, it was like MySpace. It's just yeah. like being it, yeah. Being able to just burn a CD with your song
1: oh,
0: was the like coolest thing
1: ever. Camp. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right. And it's like
2: the joy. Why
0: can't I get? I want to get. Back. That's the thing. It's like all I know I care about is writing songs yeah. because it's like at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Like I created something, mm-hmm. and you know I know there's always gonna be these kind of like walls that just from, from, you know, from the song to where it gets online are going to be 30,000 steps, you know, but it's like, (laughs) there's a reason I did it in the first place and that's what I want to get back to, you know? So it's like, who cares in like the best.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, exactly. It's freeing. Right. Like, and that's like, again, like I feel like this record is that like this record is, you know, getting back to who am I, if I'm not a beetle, like, who am I, if I'm just me making things, just a person making our living in the world, you know, um, does this have just as much value as if it were, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just feels like a really good touchstone. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's impeccably mixed. The, the, it's, um, I mean, I can't talk enough about the fucking hi-hats. I just am like, oh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, you know, so I definitely think moving forward in this, you know, pre-production time, um, you know, I want to be open-minded and just keep coming back to the place of like, I'm, I'm making these songs because I want to make them and because they're fun. To make and mm-hmm. um not because i'm curious about what people will eventually say about them or like you know what kind of tours or blah 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 and like again i would be lying if i said that i didn't still fall into those things that's the the whole mm-hmm. thing that he's talking about on this record is like i'm trying like I see you free people. I want to get there. I'm, I'm, you are my idols. I'm coming for that feeling. I'm chasing that feeling. Right. So, you know, like, it's a lie to say, like, I am completely void of capitalistic sort of motivation (laughs) because we've been ingrained to have it. So learning to check that and acknowledge it and then say cool 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 um, i don't there's no game that i need to play i can just make my thing
0: yeah yeah i mean that's the thing because it's like your first impulse can't be like where it's gonna land you know your first impulse <laughs> didn't even make it like, yet <laughs> yeah it's like you know yeah it's like where is this it's like you're trying to write a song and you're like what site is this gonna premiere on if that's even a thing that happens anymore, right you know but it's like what playlist is it gonna get on it's just like I just want to make it because I think this is nice. Right. Like I love making things. And I want to share it. You know, yeah. The yeah. sharing of the
1: yeah. thing you made. Right. Completely. So, you know, I think if, if there's anything I take moving forward into my music in terms of inspiration, it would definitely be that the, to, to speak plainly and to, to, to to simplify just let it be what it is
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: you know flaws and all like you know um i'm not like just like he doesn't excuse himself from being a part of the material world i (laughs) i am also a part of it i you know like we all are, and so, and we can't divorce ourselves from it entirely, but we do have an obligation as we can see very plainly now to try mm-hmm. um and do better and decenter ourselves a little bit and think more collectively um so you know again, big question like how is me being a musician helping for that? <laughs> you know, I don't know, but You know, we're figuring it out. I, you know, I, I'm curious to see how the business moves forward and adjusts and becomes better if that's possible. Um, I'm not like holding my breath, but there's unions now and that's badass and there's all kinds of shit. That's awesome. And again, that idea of like side a being like, I want to do that. How do I do that? I'm waiting, show me inside B being like, I'm I'm going to, I just got to do it. I'm going to do it, action, you yeah. know? So I'm curious, you know, about what the practice of being in music will look like it, for me, I guess, how I'm going to navigate it because I really don't have all the answers of But I think what I would like to try and do is simplify overall, Mm -hmm. like simplify my expectations, my, my own pressure that I put on myself unnecessarily. Um, and then simplify like what constitutes success? Because again, you could be a fucking beetle and be miserable, (laughs) right? Like. Yeah, you you know, I I don't know, like that, that says something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but since we do live in a material world, Mm -hmm. um, and I'll be dinged for making that pivot, um, where can people find you online? Yeah.
1: Uh, I, I am no longer active on Twitter, so don't, don't catch me there. I still have the account, but I haven't been on it in months. It's felt really good. Um. You can listen to my music on streaming platforms. Uh, um, I think I have an EP, old EP, that's still out on Bandcamp. Um, and I do use Instagram. So if you mm-hmm. do want to engage with some sort of social media, you can find Petal on Instagram. And mm-hmm. mostly, it'll just be silly stuff, and then like yeah. sharing things that I like. <laughs> Um, hopefully I'll have stuff to share soon. Uh, I'm scheming, I'm scheming on some tunes, you know, uh,
0: yeah, I love to hear that. Yeah,
1: it's, I I am excited. I am excited. I, I hope people enjoy it. I I'm really proud of what I've got cooking so far and, um, you know, thinking about maybe doing like a little EP ish kind of thing to help, you know, pay some money to pay for recording and all that all that good stuff because mm-hmm. you know
0: we don't all have Beatles. we know.
1: don't all have george harrison money <laughs> even though <laughs> if he wanted to send me some i would take it um yeah <laughs> yeah i'll hit up the foundation honestly i did look up yeah. the foundation though and it seems pretty cool
2: okay yeah. that's good to hear. yeah
1: check out i'd yeah. be curious i don't know it seems like they primarily serve as a means of getting money to smaller organizations
0: so oh cool yeah yeah that's interesting because yeah i feel like that can be a bigger conversation but that's interesting because mm-hmm. i think a lot of times rich people or people in general start foundations and it's like mm-hmm. did you look at what other foundations are already in your community that might do it so it's right like, who are and instead of kind better. of like yeah and it's like sometimes setting up a foundation can be and i've learned this myself uh, from you know it's like it's like you set up a foundation and then you're like we could have just funneled our money to this <laughs> you know like right. that would have been better so yeah. that's good to hear that they kind of like pushed their money to these places that are more equipped in whatever area uh, they're equipped in a
1: hundred percent yeah i
0: so i'll definitely look I it up more
1: i'm pulling up their mission statement okay Established in 1973 to encourage the exploration of alternate and diverse forms of artistic expression, life views, and philosophies, as well as to support established charities and people with special needs. Oh, great. So, you know, he's like trying to spread that enlightenment and money around, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. Um.
0: Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. It's been amazing catching up, you know, from the original Instagram version of the show to now. I know. Um, I appreciate, you know, you being a friend of mine.
1: Oh, I appreciate you uh, wanting to be my friend and wanting to (laughs) to nerd out with me about stuff. You've been, like, doing this, like, I don't know. It's really hard to stick with something and... You know, you're 50 episodes in, and I just think that's incredible. So congratulations. Thank you. You're really very welcome. I love the show, and I love this record, and I I hope people listen to it.
0: Welcome back. Thanks again to Kylie for coming on the pod. Really looking forward to hearing new pedal songs, so keep an eye out for that when it comes together. Always good catching up with my good, good friend. Okay, next week, we're chatting with Gray Gordon of the band Killsurf City and the podcast Dim a Listen. We're talking about Polvo's 1993 album, Today's Active Lifestyles. Really great and underrated album, so please check out that chat. Don't forget to check out our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Pod. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at SpendingOutPod. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Those things really, really help. Just tell a friend and, you know, share our content. Thanks as always, Sarah, for editing the pod and Pretty Maddie for the theme. All right, see you next week. <laughs>